Lost Looks crew, I'm Gabby, a film student and hair and makeup trainee. I'll be guest hosting this bonus episode where we'll be talking with hair and makeup trainee Michelle Hardwick. We'll be diving into our top tips and tricks for fellow trainees and others starting out in the industry, a different perspective of the department. When looking for someone to speak to today, I made an Instagram call out. I received a few interested people, but Michelle's email stood out with her eagerness on the subject and excitement to chat about it. In the creative industries, one of the biggest questions we're always faced with is, how do I get in? And this is what I aim to start answering in this episode by talking with a fellow newbie on how we've both started to overcome these challenges. If you love the podcast and you'd like to show some support, you can buy us a coffee. You'll find the link to do that in the show notes of the episode. My name is Gabby and I'm a guest host on the Last Looks podcast, a show where we catch up with hairstylists and makeup artists working in the film and TV industries around the world. And today on this bonus episode, we're chatting with hair and makeup trainee Michelle Hardwick. And now, a word from our sponsor. John Blake's Wigs and Facial Hair has been providing the highest quality wigs and facial hair to the film, television, and live theater industries for 15 years. Our human hair wigs are low density and hand tied on Swiss lace to give the most realistic and natural appearance that is undetectable in HD and 4K content. This small, family-owned company has grown to fill a vital role to artists across the globe. We provide an unparalleled customer service experience that is rare in today's retail market. Our facial hair pieces come in 17 different styles and colors that are designed to precisely mimic natural growth and coloring patterns. They are made from blending human and yak hair in order to create the most realistic texture and appearance of men's facial hair growth. We are grateful to be celebrating 15 years of being an industry leader and a vital part of your artistry. And now, our feature presentation. Pitch up. Last looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I, I loved your email you sent me from the Instagram call out. Yeah. When I was trying to find someone to join me for the episode. Uh, and it really it really showed your passion for the subject. So I'm very excited to chat to you today. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Yeah. So can you kind of start off by telling me about you and how you kind of started out as a trainee? Did you do any like formal training? How did you start out? Yeah. So I guess this sort of like idea of being a hair and makeup artist in like TV probably started for me when I was just coming out of secondary school or like high school whatever you want to call it and I was in like college and I was just kind of like oh my god I don't know what I'm gonna do found this school which was in Stockton on Tees, which is like North England. And I went there for two years, got my BTEC, then went to uni and did a similar sort of thing. It was like fashion and theatrical media hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Did that at uni. The perks of going to uni and doing a course for me was obviously I was raised northeast and there's not loads of stuff going on, arguably like a lot less stuff than London or Manchester. Yeah. So I was, okay, this is a way for me to sort of find connections and find like-minded people and, and the equipment that we would use at uni and everything I wouldn't have access to that at home I would be like heating up clay in like my mum's microwave so obviously (laughs) 
I wanted to find something that was a bit better and then went to uni for a while. Covid also hit right at the Mm. beginning of uni and was pretty much all the way through and then after that I was just sort of like finished uni, did my own thing for a bit, just sort of making money, worked at a student letting agent and that was a time, that was a fun time I guess. (laughs) Um, I was just sort of building up things from then and from there that's when I kind of started getting more work and offering my time for free and things like that yeah cool very different to kind of my I think I'm halfway through your journey because I'm I'm at uni at the minute studying film production nice are you enjoying it I am yeah and then I'm hoping to after the course do a formal training once I can raise the funds What have you like looked into doing? Well, there's the CBMA course, uh, Christine Blundell. Yeah, that looks gorgeous, to be honest. I keep seeing that on my Instagram. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, gorgeous, yeah. And the one that I would love to go to is the Ivor Academy. Yeah. But uh, obviously it's (laughs) getting the the funds. Completely, Um, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a bit about your your first time on set? Like, what did you kind of learn from that experience? Yeah, so (laughs) it was a student film, when I obviously, when I was at uni, and it was like the the film students and this guy had this idea to do this film and it was like the same time when you know Billie Eilish's music video like with the with the black tears she drinks oh. the the drink and the black tears that was kind yeah. of like on the mood board and me and my friends were like yeah we'll do that we can do, we can do that no problem we were so naive to like the whole process and yeah you know how it was gonna go but it was really fun we were all students we were only like between like 19, 20 sort of age group, we didn't really, none of us really knew what we were doing, but we all pretended like we knew what we were doing. Um, yeah. But it was really fun and we all just sort of like got through it, you know? Yeah. My, my first time on set was also a student film. What uh, was it about? It was a very interesting film. It was shot on film, like 16 millimeter film. Oh, wow, um, stunning. Yeah. And I've never seen like an actual project filmed that way before. Yeah. Because uh, the school, London Film School, that's one of their like semesters is they have to shoot a film with a film camera oh, that's to so kind of cool. learn the process. And it was about a boxing lesson. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a broken nose and blood and sweat. Nice. And kind of like redness on the, the main actors. And after I'd done everyone's makeup, because it was a very stylistic thing, like 90s kind of. So I had to do all the extras as well. They were like, oh, by the oh. way, can you also do <laughs> seven extras makeup yeah. alongside <laughs> the special effects? And I was like, sure. And then, they were, then before they were about to begin shooting, they were like, so we, we've we run out of extras. Do you mind kind of stepping in as oh an extra? Gosh. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Typical. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. I just... Done like yeah. five hours worth of work with her. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and in the actual final film, I'm in so many shots. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. I watch it. I'm like, I was just the makeup artist. Why am I, Why am I in 
almost every <laughs> shot of this film. Just yeah. shows how good you are. You're a multi, multi-talented queen, you know. Yeah, I am. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was doing A-level drama at the time, so I was like, I got this oh, yeah. down, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, they saw yeah. you come in. They were like, hell yeah, Gabby's got this. Yeah. And, and what's <laughs> funny is I've worked with them a couple of times since that. They keep calling me back, which is, I guess, the point of doing yeah. those silly little student films is you make those connections. Definitely. Um, I think like future jobs yeah definitely from from doing that student film I remember being like okay it's just like organization I realized I was like I really need to like get organized because obviously it was quite an ambitious makeup that we were trying to take on yeah there wasn't many characters like what you had like there wasn't many it was literally just like two two characters in the entire thing but it was just like the scale of the makeup and we hadn't necessarily practiced it beforehand Mm. we just kind of were like yeah it'll be fine on the day yeah we got this yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well speaking of jobs do do you find it easy to to kind of get jobs as a trainee or um i would say no like especially when i came out of uni oh my god i put a lot of pressure on myself as well when i came out of Mm. uni i was like while i was still finishing like my dissertation and stuff I was oh my god I need to find a job because I can't I cannot go and work like a restaurant job I need to just like go straight into industry and that was kind of not that anybody else was telling me to do that I just really wanted to do that and I was putting so much pressure on myself to make sure that happened but yeah I was just kind of reaching out to people emailing people sending my CV to be honest things didn't really fully sort of start happening for me until I, I joined um, Screen Skills. Yeah. And I got on the Trainee Finder program. Oh. And that was like a really, really good thing for me to get on. It wasn't like where my first jobs came from or anything like that. I was just kind of reaching out to people. I'll come and work for you for free. Please just like let me on set so I can get people's emails and stuff. The first professional one I think I worked on was All Creatures Great and Small. And I was in the crowd room for that. I was yeah. absolutely terrified, but it was it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very it's very daunting going onto your first kind of professional yeah. set because I was really lucky that I got that opportunity. No training whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It, it it was actually the week after I did that student film. Nadia Stacy had put something on her Instagram saying, "I need a trainee for yeah. this date. Email here." So I sent yeah. an email expecting nothing. I sent I just sent this really like shitty little PowerPoint I made with pictures of the makeup I've I'd done for my A-level yeah. and from that short film actually and they were like can you come in on Saturday I was like yeah I can oh come God. in on Saturday <laughs> um, I had to get a COVID test and everything because I was still during like COVID times yeah and then I just I got to go on set as well which is insane and I was in the main department on the bus I didn't really do much other than you know tea and that kind of stuff yeah but it was it was just so cool getting to see this large scale kind of thing yeah definitely going from student film one week and then disney film (laughs) the next amazing yeah that is still the only kind of professional trainee job i've done so yeah I, i feel a bit iffy about saying i'm a trainee because i'm like i've only really done it once but yeah I, I am in training, so yeah. No, I get yeah. that. I feel even I'm like I've done I've done one 
main team job but even because I like I've, I've done one main team job and there's other trainees who have been trainees for like two two years because they want to be really really good trainees before they move on to the next yeah the next thing you know so it's like there is there is different levels of trainees but I guess there's different levels of of every part of our department yeah. you know yeah the, the ladder it's nice that we have that ladder because I know not all of the film industry has that I think it's it's a very British thing the trainee junior artist Mm -hmm. supervisor designer kind of you know so I like that we've got that I feel like yeah a a good progression yeah it's very mm -hmm, yeah it's clear on even just sort of I don't know I feel like in a lot of productions you can be like oh as the trainee obviously everyone's above yeah <laughs> like yeah but you can be like oh I'm, I can always you can turn to anyone in your team for help but you know okay this person's like the designer like they probably is going to have maybe a little bit less time and the brain's going to be like full of like a million tasks so yeah. like I can go to my supervisor you know yeah yeah knowing knowing who to go to when you have a question and not asking too many questions yeah, not asking too many questions, asking enough questions at the right time, yeah. all of that stuff. It's such a minefield, isn't it? It's just you got to know what to do because it's just it's so crazy when you're on these big productions. What was that like? How many people were you? Because I've never been on a huge production before. I've been on probably small. I don't want to say small, but even I don't know. I don't feel like I have a scale. So like, yeah, what was the Disney yeah. project like? It was it was just surreal, I guess. Like got the call sheet and you just seeing these big actors names on it and you're like oh my god I'm <laughs> gonna walk past their trailer and like see their stations and stuff and I didn't know like where I was going I'd never been to a studio before yeah. uh, I, I arrived like 20 minutes early so I was just waiting outside the bus uh, and then my supervisor arrived and she was like ah you must be Gabby our saviour <laughs> everyone's <laughs> sick with COVID um, and it was a crowd day so the crowd room was busy I actually I went to the crowd room first because I thought I was like oh I'm just a trainee I'm going to the crowd room yeah. and they're like oh no you're in main base I was like what what do you mean I'm in main base <laughs> um, and I went there and it was busy. They were like really short-staffed because COVID was going around the makeup department. So I kind of just got thrown in and they were like, yeah. this other trainee is going to tell you where everything is and what to do. Go get breakfast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I went to go get everyone's breakfast order. and then Breakfast is stressful as well. Yeah. Breakfast it... stresses me out. If I don't get this lady's egg and avocado, the world will end, you know? Yeah, they such specific orders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did mess up someone's lunch order. <sighs> that was on me. <laughs> um, I mean, they said chicken, and I was like, okay, they want chicken. So I told the, the lunch lady, I was like, one of the orders is chicken. She was like, do you want the chicken meal, or do you just want, like, a chicken breast yeah. I was like I don't, I don't really know can I get a chicken breast so I just give this- me both of them give me all of them I should have asked for both <laughs> now now I know next time ask for both but I just handed this <laughs> poor woman a boiled chicken breast <laughs> she was like oh my God, what is so this funny. 
she was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, That's, is that not what you asked for? Yeah, I was like, you asked for chicken. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you have to you have to read through the lines and be like, yeah, chicken, ch- ah, she wants the chicken meal, not yeah, a boiled definitely. chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, the fear and dread thought. Sometimes at the beginning, you, you're just like, oh my God, and you don't want to ask a question which to everybody else. Like Even when it comes to lunch, you're like, oh yeah, she wants the chicken. And then the caterers are staring back at you, like there's five options of chicken girl, like which chicken yeah. do you want? It's such small things like throughout your day where it's like, you don't want to ask a silly question, but then at the same time, it's like, I've got to ask, otherwise I'm going to look even stupider. There, there are no dumb questions though. So yeah. yeah, it might feel like it, but if you need to ask it, I think you should. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it, it was a day. Um, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah, and we had to get minibuses to set because it was on a, a back lot. So at, at one point I was waiting for this guy to finish a conversation so I could ask him to take me to set. And he was like, next time, don't do that. Just interrupt oh, me. I was like, I didn't really know what to do. So I was just kind of standing there like, can you finish talking to this other minibus driver? <laughs> I, I, I need to get to set. And he was like, please interrupt me. <laughs> I remember I was on, um, I was on, working on a gentleman in Moscow and I was working as a daily and I was, I think mm. I was only there for one day and I was in the lunch queue and there was someone, somebody wearing like a Hugo Boss t-shirt behind me. Mm. I'm almost certain it was just the drivers trying to like have my life and just like, you know, just joke or whatever. But there was somebody yeah. behind me and they were like, um, I need to go in front of you. I'm the producer. And I was like, I don't think oh. I was like oh okay I was like nah that was definite definite it must have been a joke and like the driver was like, yeah he's the boss like pointing at his shirt like Hugo boss oh. you know what I mean so I'm like yeah. but then at the time I was like oh my god that's the <laughs> <laughs> that obviously that's the producer yeah I've got to let yeah. them go first <laughs> Yeah. But it didn't take me until like a little bit afterwards to realise like obviously that was a joke, Michelle. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's kind of talk a bit about your kit because I know when I did my first job, I had no idea what to bring. They were like, just bring a setback. I was like, what's a setback? Like, yeah. what do I put in that? Do you, do you, do you have any like setback kit essentials that you would bring for like anything? Yeah. So obviously I feel like the obvious is that we're going to mention makeup brushes hair brushes yeah and then like anti-shine i don't know if that's that might be more obvious to some people than others but i don't know for me anti-shine is just like yeah that's you really need anti-shine you really need powder blotting papers yeah get yourself a little tail comb if you don't already have a tail comb i was working on um it's like a kid show and i found that kids obviously have really sensitive heads it's like a small thing that i found this brush that was the brushes that are kind of on a spiral Mm. so they move if i've sort of pressed against the head it's not gonna kill the head but it's also like a really good brush to have for curly hair as well so i feel like that spiral brush anti-shine sort of basic beauty products in your kit but then again it's like it really depends what you're going on to yeah but then I was also thinking there's been a lot of times in the beginning I bet like when you rocked up to set and you're like oh my god what do I bring I don't have the stuff that I need in my kit bag you still make do yeah you still always find a way of you know like oh I haven't got this but I've got this like I was on a Facebook group last night and so I was like oh I've just spilt the last of my IPA. What can I use? And someone was like, oh, hand sanitizer. 
Yeah, not with your alcohol pints, though. That, that'll ruin them. But yeah, that is a good alternative. I think, like you say, it depends job to job what you, you really need. And and I found on the day I worked, I didn't need my kit at all. Yeah. I, I brought all this, this whole bag and didn't touch it once. Mm-hmm. But obviously it will depend on... Like if you're on a long-term project, you're definitely going to need a kit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but sometimes, like that time, I just didn't. Just... Yeah, I know what you mean. It really just depends on, like, I guess, yeah, the scale of the set, the scale yeah. of the production. But then again, I've worked on productions where they've just turned to me and been like, have you got a water spray bottle? And my set bag is, like, packed out. I want to have absolutely everything in there. <laughs> yeah. So that I can be like, yes, I do have this spray bottle. Yeah. And maybe that's just me being like, please like me. But <laughs> I think it's it's good to have everything. Like, I've literally got, like, a little yeah. a nail clipper thing in there. I've got a little hand fan and, like, all of the small things. I have a, a Sharpie because somebody yeah. always needs a Sharpie. <laughs> One thing I always have is tape like masking tape yeah that's a good uh, one because for, for student films especially they're gonna turn and be like oh does anyone have tape we, we need to set a mark and they're like yeah. oh where's the tape where's the tape and i'm like here you go I've yeah got the tape. <laughs> I got um, the <laughs> yeah and i also i also keep a whiteboard pen yeah but that's that's more for student films because that's they always forget it for <laughs> for doing the clapper board yeah and and also i guess asking the supervisor because that's what i did i i was like i'm really sorry i i don't know what should i bring and she gave me a kind of a list yeah and that's how i built my little bag and it's growing as it progresses so yeah yeah it's really fun when you're in the crowd room and you get to like have a snoop and sort of like see what other people are using even other people's like setups when I was working on a different production it was like somebody had brought you know those little plastic drawers so they had little plastic drawers on the setup with like all of the little bits in it it was so gorgeous and organized yeah it's so it's lovely to see other people's but then even things like the makeup mat those little silicone mats yeah they are obviously very handy to have but it's easy as a trainee to look at yourself and be like mine's crap compared to everybody else's yeah. but obviously it just it's one of those things like it comes with time yeah you you can't straight in go out and buy everything because that's gonna be so much it's a progression you you'll build it over time i get yeah. so impatient with stuff like that i literally want all of it all in one go yeah. so i'll be searching pam and be like yes had to my basket oh that's 400 pounds no, yeah maybe not <laughs> we're, we're kind of talking about times when we have been working but how how do you deal with times when you're not working? Yeah. So most recently, I just finished a job in Manchester and everyone was kind of, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, are you going on to another mm-hmm. project? And I haven't been in the situation where other people are like, yeah, I've got like this, this, this lined up. But that can be kind of nerve wracking when a bunch of other people have got jobs and maybe you haven't. You're like, oh my God, am I, am I not good? But yeah. I think... In this case, nobody else really had anything lined up. And this was my first main team job. And I was absolutely knackered after that job. I was like, this this mm. was like a lot for, for my first time. And I was like, yeah, I can comfortably take a little break for a bit. Obviously, look at your finances and see like if you're able to do that. I was really gratefully like able to. So I took a little break and it, before working on that job I'd been attending a barbering course and I yeah. knew that I needed to complete it obviously to like 
be more employable and all, all of that stuff, you know. So after we finished the job, I went straight back into doing Barbara and I just trained for like as long as I could, basically. I was finding student projects to work on, doing my own stuff. I feel like in my own time, I really enjoy doing like editorial stuff as well. And like, mm. but mixing that with special effects and making it a bit creepy. That's yeah. what I really enjoy doing. So I was really able to dedicate more time to that. Really beef out your portfolio so you can send that yeah. to people, you know? Yeah, I do. I do the same because it's a bit difficult because I'm, I'm at uni still. So that's why I haven't really done any professional jobs because at uni I'm kind of working at uni because everyone's like ah Gabby you do makeup can you do the makeup for my film I'm like yes I can for a price (laughs) that's so Um, good yeah yeah but over the summer because we have a really long summer holiday at uni it's it's from mid-may to october yeah which is insane so over the summer i do some projects like last year summer i did two more student films with london film school and then i did an independent film i guess independent Mm -hmm. short film which was quite exciting i actually i was in the wardrobe department for that one oh nice yeah uh steaming steaming the old costumes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm a jack of all trades uh You've got to be, yeah. though. I feel like, obviously, I can only speak to makeup, like hair and makeup, but I feel like we always get robbed in a million other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's like that line, when does makeup become costume or when costume become makeup? You yeah. Know? <laughs> or like, when does costume become props? And <laughs> Oh my God, that's so true. I didn't even think about that, like accessories and stuff like that. It's like, well, technically yeah. it's a prop. I'm like... Is it though? Yeah. Like, but fair. Yeah. It can be whatever you want it to be. It's like who who controls what? Oh, I don't know if there's a crown. I feel like that would <laughs> that would be like hair makeup department a crown. Yeah, it's... yeah. I guess. Yeah, maybe it's it's a collaboration. You know, it's a yeah. It's all it's all fluid. <laughs> and and that's like so important in the industry is collaboration. You know, mm-hmm. working together. Yeah, stuff. I think. It's silly being like, oh, this is just costume or just makeup. It's it's all of us. Yeah. We're all working towards realizing a vision. Exactly. A thing that I think a lot of people deal with, will have to deal with in the industry, especially when you're just starting out, is like this feeling of imposter syndrome. Oh my like, god, yeah. I'm not supposed to be here or I don't know anything. Like how how do you kind of deal with that? <laughs> not very well. Like <laughs> I yeah my first first main team job I literally was there for prep week and obviously prep week is like you just organizing things you're preparing for the whole the next however long you're getting bags ready you're getting folders ready doing all of that stuff obviously I had I'd never done a prep week before I had no idea I'd usually worked as like a daily before so yeah. it was like everything had already been established but I was there from the beginning and I was like oh my god it's it's pretty quiet and I have no idea what I'm doing and these people are going to turn around and realize we don't actually need you you can go home and I was so scared yeah. of that I was so scared of people being oh she actually has no clue what she's doing get out you know yeah but <laughs> I think just I don't even know how, I couldn't even tell somebody how to prepare for it because I genuinely feel like you just have to experience it and you just have to realise, oh my God, the world 
isn't going to end. It's fine. I think even for the first two weeks of filming, I didn't sleep, but I didn't realize that I wasn't sleeping. It's very much Mm -hmm. just sort of like your body's like panic mode. Yeah. It's one of those things you've just got to snap out of it. Just get used to it. Just do it. Exposure therapy and it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had that when I did Snow White because I was like, I know nothing. I have no training. I'm just... I was still doing my A-levels, like, the day before I think I did my geography A-level exam. (laughs) I was like, I should not be on this set right now. I'm not qualified to be here. Um, (laughs) And for weeks afterwards, I would just, I would, like, be replaying everything I'd said and done and be like, I've done everything wrong. It's all gone. It's all bad. But after, at a certain point, I was like, "You, you didn't know what was right. And yeah. that that's okay because trainees we're we're learning. It's it's in the name, trainee. You're yeah. you're training. It's okay to make mistakes sometimes. I mean, we learn from our mistakes. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning. Exactly. Exactly. And and you just gotta sometimes talk to yourself and be like, stop it. You're being yeah. you're being silly now. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Snap out of it, okay. The world yeah. doesn't revolve around you. There's other people as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, people don't sit up at night thinking about it. That's just you. <laughs> no, it's so true. Yeah, realizing, I don't know, people aren't stressing about it as much as you, exactly yeah. what you said. And just knowing as well, like, if everyone, I didn't realize, like, everyone is stressed, you know? Obviously, yeah. I was like, <laughs> first time, like, yeah. panicking. It's other people on that production as well. They are stressed. Like, they've done this before. But that doesn't mean it's any less stressful for them, you know? Yeah. I think I realizing that and being like, oh, if someone's having a bit of a bad day, it's not personal. We're all just stressed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone gets imposter syndrome at some point. Definitely. You, you could be the most successful person. And I think you'll still have that little bit of something in your brain telling you, you know. Yeah, definitely. Time. Why if are you, you there? <laughs> yeah. Completely. I don't know if you're a RuPaul's Drag Race fan, but RuPaul says it's your inner saboteur and you just have to be like, no, thank you. Yeah, it's a good piece of advice. Thank you, RuPaul. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, RuPaul. Now, if you could tell past you anything before like your first day what what would you say calm down probably is <laughs> calm down stop stressing i think i was yeah. i think i went into that room twitching i was so nervous yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'd um, say the same to be honest yeah what was it like do you remember the night before oh your first it, gig it was awful i didn't sleep yeah <laughs> the, i had to wake up at four to be there at like five or something yeah uh and i just couldn't sleep and (laughs) disaster i had an allergic reaction the night before oh my god and my face was all swollen like my lips i looked like a completely (laughs) different person i remember at one point i woke up about 3 a.m and i looked in the mirror and like my face didn't look like my own oh god (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna just deal with this in the morning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just rocked up luckily I was wearing a mask and I was yeah. like I hope nobody sees that I'm currently yeah. <laughs> that's one reaction. of the good things about COVID is the masks yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I miss them sometimes yeah me too <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I think calm down 
is mm-hmm. is a good is a good piece of advice. Although I feel like part of me would have been like, "How dare you? How dare yeah, you tell me to calm down? Like, shut up! I'm crying." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how very dare you tell me to calm down? Yeah, I feel that's literally like it's it's not amazing advice. I feel it's it is just one of those things where it's like you've just got to do it, and yeah. once once you're there, it'll be fine. But like, it's really normal to like panic and just mm. sort of be like oh my god oh my god it's i think like if you're not panicking like, exactly. it would be weird you know but you've got it, to remember like care. yeah exactly like it means you care and your body can't regulate between what is it like stress and excitement or something like it thinks yeah. it's the same thing yeah so you've just got to like be like, I'm feeling. Yeah, you got to just just gaslight your brain into thinking that you're excited. Exactly. That's the best bit of advice. Gaslight yourself. <laughs> gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you take one thing away from this podcast today, you must gaslight yourself. <laughs> yourself, not others. Yeah. No, nobody else. Just yourself. No one just else. De- delusional. Delusional yourself. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, fake it, you make it. Exactly. Um, that That's what I did. I, I was like, I don't know anything, but I'm going to pretend I know everything. Exactly. Because yeah. everybody else, if they're like, oh, wow, she looks like she really knows what she's doing. You're there with yeah. like, you mark a pen like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, Because it's okay to panic, but you need to still be professional and yeah. cool, calm and collected on the outside. Internally, you can be like... Your little little emotions running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh. but outside yeah. you're like, hi there. Uh, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah. true. You just you just gotta do it. You just gotta trick yourself. Yeah. And do you do you have a piece of advice that you've ever been given by someone? Basically, someone recently was saying like, don't worry away your early twenties, which is more of a life advice. But then again, yeah. I feel like at the same time, if you're a trainee. I know not not every trainee is going to be sort of in their twenties. Some trainees are going to be like thirties, forties, like whatever. Yeah, you know. But generally, I think try not to worry so much is good advice. But then again, also when you have downtime, when you have a break, take a break and stop. Mm-hmm. Don't let your brain run into like you need to actually give yourself a break. And it's good when you are when you have these spaces in between work and you're not working. Don't be like, oh my god, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. Which obviously is easier said than done. But you know, I feel like you've got to just be like, I'm. I'm. We're, we're all still humans at the end of the day, and we deserve a little bit of downtime. Because obviously, when you're working on set, all systems go like 12, yeah. 12 hour plus days. Yeah, it's just like a, a constant cycle. Wake up, go to work. Go to sleep. Wake up, go to work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was um, fitted and was my designer on um, on Odd Squad, which is the. The, my first main team and she would always joke we'd be like just finishing up for the day and she'd be like okay great I'll see you in like five minutes in the morning <laughs> but it yeah. literally felt like that we'd be yeah we'd get done and be like oh hi <laughs> yeah it's like close your eyes I'm back yeah. in the close building your eyes back. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I did I did a a student film over the summer and the commute was two hours on the train Mm -hmm. because I can't drive yet soon but I had to wake up 5am get the train I arrived at work 8.30 we worked 8.30 till 8.30 then I got home at 10 had food and had to go straight to bed because I was like I have to be up at 5 it was only four days of doing this but man 
uh, I was I was like I can't I need to get a car I can't I can't no. do this again it's and there exhausting. were train delays as well that happened because of all the train strikes and I was like oh I can't no. do that again yeah well do you do you have any questions for me yeah did you have a piece of media sort of like a film tv show anything what was the thing that made you made you go okay i want to be a hair and makeup artist for tv and it seems like you're a bit more like am i right in saying like special effects as well like is that your vibe yeah i don't think of it like that but it seems like it <laughs> with mm-hmm. what i do <laughs> yeah um, that that's interesting because i didn't really want to, i remember once my grand told me Oh, you should be a makeup artist because you're you're like you're you do it all the time. Mm-hmm. That would be a great job. I was like, nah, I prefer doing it on myself. I don't think I could do it for other people. Well, here yeah. I am now. Because uh, <laughs> um, it, it was like more of a hobby to me. Because I'm originally from South Africa, and mm-hmm. I would do like face painting for my brothers birthday parties and like my friends would come over and we'd put on little plays in the backyard and I'd always do their makeup for it it was That's awful so makeup just like overlined lips and stuff but so it's always kind of sub being there me doing it and then when I moved to the UK I would do the makeup for our school musicals and nice for like GCSE drama things A-level drama I love that A-levels is where I kind of was like oh this is kind of this is a job. I could do this as a job, but yeah. I was still I say I I suffer from I can do that syndrome. <laughs> it, <laughs> I love if, that. That is Yeah, if yeah. someone says something to me I'll be like I can do that, yeah. you know? And at that point I wanted to be an archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> some reason i was like looking at unis already for archaeology and geology as well i I have too many interests but i then i I don't know how but i discovered film Mm -hmm. and that's what i applied to for uni because you have Mm -hmm. to apply quite you know in advance Mm -hmm. so i'd applied to uni i hadn't been offered a spot yet but i'd applied and they did an interview and everything so i was like yeah i'm gonna go to uni and study film and then i can figure out what i want to do and i was like makeup can just be a, a hobby or Actually, I applied for a production design course, specifically in Brighton, Mm -hmm. but my mom wouldn't let me do it. She's probably going to listen to this. (laughs) Hi, mom. Mom, mom, why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) But um, she she wouldn't let me go to it. She was like, go to this other course and do film production rather than picking a specialty too early. I was like, okay, I see your point. Fine. Mm. That is good advice. Yeah. And then I worked on Snow White. Because mm-hmm. as I say, I can do that. I saw the email. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. And I, I remember I, I, when I went on to set, they, they were going for a take. Um, and I, I like started crying. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this, oh. Is, this is where I want to be is on set. I get that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is this is incredible, and I want I want to experience that like as much as possible. And I love that. That's yeah. so yeah. It's so and it's then, really special. Yeah, I, I went home and I was like, Mom, I'm dropping out of uni and I'm going to a makeup course. <laughs> nice. Uni doesn't exist anymore. She was like, No, you can't do that. I'm not letting you. We've already paid the deposit on your accommodation. Oh. <laughs> Um, ah, that's they get yeah with yeah. those accommodations they, they do. do is that you're locked pounds. in for yeah yeah 
I'd signed the contract already. So I'm still here. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. But you'll but, learn yeah. you, it's never a waste. Yeah. Everything you do will always contribute to later on. I remember, you know, I came out of uni and I wasn't even doing anything to do with like hair and makeup. I was working as a student Latin agent. I'd take student round houses and be like, yeah, you like this? Great. <laughs> Sign yeah. it for a year, you know? And that it had absolutely nothing to do with hair and makeup. Did it teach me admin skills? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Did it teach me like you know time management and all of that stuff like yeah of course like it's it's all valuable you know yeah we kind of learn from everything that we Definitely. we do well thank you thank you so much for joining me today on the the last looks podcast michelle thank you so much uh, it's been lovely chatting to you yeah i'm so glad that we did this yeah and i'm excited to see where your career progresses and I, I hope we get to work with each other one day. I know I was literally just thinking like I would absolutely love to work with you it'd be so fun because we've never actually seen each other in person so yeah. it'd be lovely to, to actually to meet you yeah well 2025 that's Hell when yeah. I graduate so nice yeah. well thank you thank you so much and excited to see what you do with your future as well I'm sure it'll be amazing thank you